0: Hello, everybody, welcome to the Crypto Hipsters podcast, where I interview founders and co-founders, entrepreneurs and artists, executives and stay at home hipsters in crypto and blockchain around the world. And I have an amazing podcast for you today let's get to it and today i'm really excited to have a very special guest his name is carlos Zembrano. he is from venezuela and he wrote an article entitled what it feels like to pay 947 Dollars to fill up your gas tank and i'm excited about delving into this topic and issue carlos welcome to the show
1: Thank you, Hamil. Uh, I think yesterday I sent you a DM. Like, yeah, I'm excited and nervous at the same time. Uh, I'm gonna try to speak as slow as possible because, as you can notice, I have a, an accent. But I'm very excited about this interview.
0: Awesome. A lot of my guests have or from around the world, so they all have accents of some type. So um, it's you're welcome here. Um, <laughs> so first question for you is this: What does it feel like to pay? $947 to fill up your gas tank, you know, what was the inspiration and the backstory around that article?
1: So yeah, uh, for, so, so, so for the listeners to, to know about my, my story, I have lived in the USA for five years. Uh, but my parents still live in the, in Venezuela. I haven't seen my parents in two years. Uh, they were supposed to come uh, last April because of, uh, because of the coronavirus they were not able to come, but uh, on the last couple of years in Venezuela, and for you, for you guys who don't know, Venezuela has like the biggest oil reserve in the world, but uh, for multiple reasons, uh, reasons that most, most of them I don't know, uh, there is an oil shortage in Venezuela right now, and people takes 24 hours, 44, 48 hours in a line, to fill up their tanks and my parents were one of the big things from that um yeah that's one of like the behind story about it
0: so you're you're living in venezuela They're, they're living in venezuela and venezuela for the longest time was a booming uh capitalist economy you know where everything was was great it's one of the top three countries in the world and then it wasn't Something happened, uh, what, what happened?
1: So yeah, uh, Venezuela like in the 40s, like the the Bolivar in the 40s was stronger than the dollar. Uh, so Venezuela has always been a rich country, a lot of resources, oil, uh, tourism, uh, different industries that have kind of like good, good education, like other, a lot of people around the South America will go to Venezuela and study. So I would say it's a problem that evolved throughout the years, but we can say that the pinpoint of, of, of all these issues came when a year after I was born in 1998, when Hugo Chavez uh, was elected the president of the country. Uh, I don't want to get too political in this call, but uh, Hugo Chavez had a, an ideology that failed and has failed in many countries in the past and um, it failed in venezuela that i think it's the recent con- the recent country that have suffered from it uh, a, con- uh, a, go- a government that didn't believe in free market that expropriate a lot of businesses and um, it actually took all the power of all the businesses and that's something that the oil shortage that there is in venezuela right now comes from because the only the only industry the only company that distributes and manufactures oil in venezuela in venezuela is a government-owned company called pedevesa so i mean that's like as also that's like a short story of what happened in venezuela and then throughout the years just bad decisions Uh, expropriating companies Uh, I have a lot of friends that their parents have to leave the country because they expropriate their companies and they threaten their like they threaten them with their lives and stories like that, like this we have a lot a lot of them it's just like a short story of what happened
0: right so you had an oil shortage and you also had hyperinflation right Mm -hmm. which means that your currency was devalued kind of like what occurred in a lot of countries over the past few years. So what are some of the things that you notice that we could look out for either here in the U S or overseas in in Europe? Um, That could be telltale signs of, of the economy, you know, um, going about to go into hyperinflation
1: so around the year 2012 uh, my uh, father's banker calls him and she tells him she was a woman she tells him "Do uh, you have to ch- change all your believers to dollars because uh, the, 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 the currency is gonna fail um my dad didn't i mean he, he was a little bit skeptical I mean, we've been we've had we've story with in inflation in the past, but not as huge as what we've seen on the last nineteen years. Uh, what happened? Uh, so a lot of things happened. I think uh, we had a, a, a currency currency control exchange. So what this means is that. Uh, we had the black market to buy dollars and we had the like the government market that will give you some amount of dollars a year for you uh, for you to go and spend or at a very low price and those dollars just disappear and um, as i tell you like it's just a backlash of things that happened for the years it's preparing companies and uh, not having national private companies that will support the economy to to keep growing you know Uh, Uh there wasn't there's no competition and when the government owns everything and the people who are uh, connected with the government uh have more power than others i guess that threatens the the economy at all at at, at all you know so it's it's I, i think it's we can we can't talk about this the whole interviews it's just mistakes that started if we can say from 1998 i came all the way uh to to where it is right now that we have millions of percent in inflation another thing is that the government will come out every month or every two months i will say like, yeah we are we are uh, printing new new bills it's very similar to what's happening right now in the usa but not similar like back home it, it was a at a more risky level you know because the venice like in the like in the usa obviously uh, the dollar used to be backed by gold and now it's by, backed by the oil i don't know what is back right now i don't know if it's backed by anything but in venezuela like we were like we will depend a lot about about the dollar you know so and yeah we kept printing money Uh, we used to have three three zeros uh on the on our bills Uh, they released it to zero like to they, they took away the three zeros and everyone knew at that moment that like big inflation was coming because they knew they would have to print bigger and bigger bigger bills. And that's why we're here right now, because I remember that the reason why you and I get in contact was because I commented to this guys, uh, Twitter thread, and I was like, it's so cool that you have like a an, a bolivar in your, in your wallet. And he had like a million bolivar in his wallet. So, yeah. Wow. Well, um, so I'm okay. i am I, 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 I and to finish the story like, again yeah, when my dad didn't didn't change it to dollars and i mean let's i i don't want to say the exact number but like let's say that uh, he had a million dollars in 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 the bank okay.
0: uh
1: by i mean by five by let's say by two years after that it was worth like eighty thousand dollars so <laughs> imagine having your work's life uh vanishing just because of a government's malfunction of money you know
0: do you see something similar or how do you see something similar playing out right now in the role of big tech in the u.s compared to the oil company in venezuela or do you not see any comparison
1: uh, what do you mean by like big tech, like uh, Facebook and
0: yeah, and, like that?
1: Uh, like they have like control of the media and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I wouldn't blame it all on on big tech. Uh, I mean, I don't know as much as you would. Uh, I think this is You can tell me after the call, or you can tell me throughout the call. What you think is a big threat? For sure, the media here in the USA has lost all the credibility uh, throughout the years. I don't think if, if something happens in, in the USA, I don't think it's going to be as harsh as what happened in Venezuela. But for sure, uh, you got to be worried when the government starts printing all this money and when like big like big companies have the control of the whole economy and they can basically they can basically like uh ruin your business, let's say because like on Facebook if you use like let's say Facebook ads or whatever and Facebook with algorithm decides for some reason reason to to ban you from the platform, small businesses suffer. So, you know, it's, I don't know how the antitrust laws work, but for sure it's something to be taught because I feel like big tech has so much power and and it's a power, it's a power that overlaps what it should be. You know, Mm -hmm. it, 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 I mean, you can, you can see a similarity with like, what the government of Venezuela was in the past. Uh, I mean, I think we will see in that in the, in the future years, I, I, I'm not, a am not a guru to, to really know what's really going to happen in the USA. I do know that, like, I do know that, like, uh, I mean, if they, I feel the, the, the inflation rate here is 2% a year. So like with all this money that's going around in the economy right now, uh, I mean, i I'll, I'll for sure be worried. But I mean, I think time will tell, you know, mean I don't have all the answers.
0: Right. I don't expect you to, but I do have a. Um, I do want to stay with um the concept of of tech of tech. And not talk about big tech, but move to, but move to oh. cryptocurrency, right? Um, oh, okay.
1: Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I I i, I, think I no, no. I, I was
0: no. I was talking about big tech, and now I want to talk about cryptocurrency because, um, in twenty nineteen uh in january 2019 i saw some photos from venezuela an article about oil and gas and about and i saw pictures of venezuelans at litecoin machines and the and the the headline was um venezuelans use litecoin to escape socialism and i wanted to get your take on that
1: so uh, last time i went to venezuela was um December 20, 2018 I think, and when I went there, like you will go to the highway and you'll see the ad banners, and they were all like, uh, "Buy this uh, crypto wallet," and they had like uh, banners about Dash, about Litecoin, uh, about Bitcoin. I you know people don't trust the dollar as much as they used in the past, and people just want to hedge the risk of their. Uh, currency, the Bolivar, I mean, the Bolivar doesn't exist anymore. People in in the USA, um, in Venezuela use dollars to, to exchange for goods and to buy stuff and to party and to whatever, but people don't believe in dollars as much. And, I don't know if you know this Jamil, well, like in Venezuela, since we use dollars, there's an inflation of dollars inside Venezuela. So my my so I'm gonna put you this example. My mom was telling me that there's a hundred dollar percent inflation of dollars in Venezuela. I mean, I I I I cannot see your face right now because it's a little bit blurry your your screen, but I I, I would love to see your face. But like let's say like my parents will pay for onions because nobody uses bolivars because as I tell you it's like some is so big, it's so many big bills that you cannot use bolivars. But they they use dollars, and let's say that like to buy onions last year was two dollars per per pound, and now it's like six dollars. But yeah, so like there is an inflation of dollars. I mean, there is inflation of dollars here in the USA. There's like two five percent. I don't know what's it, the exact number right now, but in Venezuela, it's a hundred percent inflation of dollars. It's kind of weird to think about. It. So. What I've been reading about since I haven't been in Venezuela in some time, what I've been hearing about is that uh, people are using Bitcoin. They mentioned big they mentioned that Bitcoin is the one that people use the most, and they're using it for a storage of value. If you go to kiosk, uh, you have like QR codes, uh, or if you go to store, you have you can find some stores and QR and kiosk with QR codes. Uh, they are selling. Select- Bitcoin Cash and and Dash. I don't know if, it, if Dash is around anymore. Uh, but yeah, people are trying to are trying to, to to use the cryptocurrency technology. But come even I have a friend that he's that to hedge the inflation in dollars. So it's in Venezuela. He bought a half a Bitcoin, and and he bought it like on. At the end of twenty nineteen so he probably make a big return on that, and I think he he's paying for his for his college with that so I mean that's like a story that you have from
0: you mentioned people. bitcoin and i want to i wanna talk about bitcoin a little bit um you know you have some of the of the crypto of the of the bitcoin its called bitcoin maximalists who believe in bitcoin is the ultimate technology right they say um why are you involved with bitcoin and some of them say because venezuela right um how do you feel about how do you feel about being from venezuela how do you feel as that being a purpose a mission and reason to invest in bitcoin
1: you know and uh, i think it's a great stretch of value because as You can see examples like Venezuela, example other countries around the world that also suffer from inflation. Like I think Turkey is a country that is suffering from inflation right now. And I think they banned Bitcoin in in Turkey. I don't know. I haven't seen the recent news. But I think it's the best way that anyone can protect their money against the government. Because even in the USA. That the USA is, I mean, it's a, a way better country than Venezuela for sure. Can be as like the citizens of the USA can be at risk of like losing some of their money or suffering from mistakes of the government, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna see Bitcoin anytime soon or cryptocurrencies as a way of a. Exchange currency for goods or to buy stuff. I think there's people that are trying to use it, but it's gonna be a great trash of value. Um, you know, people who used to buy gold or real estate, but to be honest, Jamil, I think like those goods, the, those assets, are real estate and gold and other assets, uh, they go at par with inflation. So having something on um, like because like you can you can keep building houses and you can keep uh, i don't know how much gold is in the world like people keep mining gold but like there is a finite number of bit of bitcoins so that's why i like it and it's like a way for you to protect your money against other people's uh, decisions you now
0: there was a, um there was one time i met a young man um from in the Bronx, who is from Puerto Rico. And he says to me, he's like, I love Bitcoin because um, I have a dream of being more than just a TV repairman. Um, I wanted to find out from you, you know, why you you love Bitcoin, what you feel that, that that would mean and what opportunities you see for yourself being involved in Bitcoin and the crypto community
1: you know uh being from venezuela uh, makes you be afraid from what the government uh, what the the fed is gonna do what the Treasury is going to do what decision are they gonna take uh all right so i think bitcoin equals for me freedom um like B- i think bitcoin like you say, like you know like here in, the, in the usa people own guns to protect themselves against the government like that's a second amendment i think i think that's the same that's it's going to be the same for for big it's, it's your way to protect your assets to protect your family and to protect your future against other people's decisions you know I, I mean i don't know if i'm going to become big co-billionaire in the future i mean i think i'm too late for that but i do think it can give me some freedom from so this attachment it's attachment from other people's decisions you know
0: excellent what do you think?
1: what do why what do you, what, what, what do you, why, why do you like become so much
0: i like the freedom aspect i like the opportunity aspect i like the future aspect i like the fact that it doesn't pigeonhole people into a certain um into a certain uh, class you know that we can create the future together
1: and do you think I'm gonna make you a couple of questions because I just wanna know your opinion. And what do you think what's gonna do better in the future? I know there are many currencies and they have different technologies and different uh, meanings. but well, like and the two main ones are Ethereum and Bitcoin. Uh, in a few words, you don't have to like go very extend your explanation. What do you think is gonna be? The best for the future, Ethereum or Bitcoin?
0: I see different uses. Um, Bitcoin, to me, is a, is a, is is money, and Ethereum is a world computer. Um, you know, and the and there are are plenty of tokens that and projects that are built on Ethereum, and then other blockchains. So, I see the technology as an opportunity for my class, for my generation to rebuild our careers. And that's why I'm here. Um, you know, so, um, and I'm, I'm happy to be and excited to be part of that building out of the future. Um, so that's me. Um, I want to, I wanted to go back to what you said though about Turkey. Um, we, you know, Irish tech news, our audiences, we have 20, you know, a good, a good chunk of our audience is the US, but a lot of our audience is Europe. And, you know, when I look at the political risk map. I see countries that might be falling down the same way as, as, as Venezuela. Um, I see, you know, a lot of political instability. And I ask you what your, what your guidance for them and your wisdom for them is in the same light that you just asked me. What do you think
1: uh, first of all i think you don't like people in turkey right now first of all you have to like realize that there is change happening at the moment and you cannot think about what happened in the past in the past like in venezuela we were the richest country in south america we were the four richest country in the world but That's in the past. Like Now you have to realize that there's something happening and you have to act. Uh, What happened with my dad? My dad is a very smart man, but I mean, I feel like people, I mean, uh, people in the past, people 40, 50 years old, I don't know how old are you, but I'm, I'm just giving like a generalization. They, they didn't they, they don't understand they wouldn't understand inflation as much as someone from Venezuela will understand about inflation that grew up in Venezuela or other people that in the USA is starting to be afraid about inflation or people in Turkey that is trying to see huge inflations huge inflation in in Turkey. So I think the first is you have to act what you have to do are you gonna? what are you listening to? Are you talking to a banker? Are you talking to a financial advisor? Uh, are you talking, uh, Who are you following on Twitter? What do they say from, from Turkey? Uh, what should you buy? Because I think Turkey right now, now is they're trying to ban cryptocurrencies. I don't know if, if that already happened, Jamil, but like find a way to storage value and start planning. What do you want for your future? Uh, are you gonna stay in Turkey? Are you gonna stay? Are you gonna move to another country? But you have to act. You have to. You cannot. Uh, you cannot keep waiting for that to stop, because coming from me, I mean, I will always. I I I would think that inflation will go away at some point. But like, look at us now. Eight years after the Venezuela, uh, the bolivar went to hyperinflation in 2013. So you just have to think that the world is going to happen. And it's how, how, so how are you going to buy Bitcoin? So those are the questions you have to uh, ask yourself if you're from Turkey, uh, how are you going to buy Ethereum or how are you going to buy like, or how are you going to buy the, which, which cryptocurrency you think is going to be the best for you to stretch value for, for you to increase your wealth and, or to hedge inflation. So I think that's the first thing you have to act and first you have to know how you're going to how you're going to do it and then you have to act. You cannot wait for things to get back to normality because most likely it's not going to get back to normality. So I think that's what I would say someone to tur- in Turkey.
0: And the, yeah. That's that's great. Um, what um what other insights would you like to discuss uh, would you like to share um you know first of all i want to th- i'm going to thank you very much for your time uh today and it's been a pleasure very interesting conversation and appreciate it greatly um is there anything else that any other words of wisdom that you could uh, offer our audience today
1: uh at the beginning of this year i i think i told you before we were on the call that. Four years ago, I was a 19, 19, 19 year old kid and I was in college, and this thing, Bitcoin, started uh, coming up in 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 the cafeteria discussions or Twitter or Instagram. And I went to Coinbase and I bought for Litecoins and I bought some Bitcoin for my dad. And then Bitcoin crashed and I sold Bitcoin for like a I lost like 500% on, on what I own, on what I invested. And the first thing you have to do, I will say is start reading, reading about Bitcoin. You don't have to like read a lot or about, about investing itself. Or like we're talking about cryptocurrency. You have to start making uh, do, make uh, do your research. Listen to podcasts. You have this podcast from, from Jamil that, you can get a, a ton of like golden nuggets and information and the second you don't have to take much longer after this you gotta start investing so at the beginning of this year i proposed myself that i was going to invest at least ten dollars a week on bitcoin and so, some stocks because you can no way as, as i was saying about the what advice would i give uh People in Turkey, you cannot wait for the perfect time because there's never gonna be a perfect time. And what happened in the future is probably uh, in the past. It's probably never gonna be. It's not. It's probably, it's probably never gonna come back. So it's just take action. Have some skin on the game because once you have skin on the game, believe me, you're gonna read more and you're gonna start researching more and you're gonna be more interested about. It. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency technologies.
0: That's definitely true. Definitely true. Um, I want to thank you. So my last question is this. For those people who uh, would like to contact you, learn more information about you, uh, what's the best way they can do that?
1: Uh, you guys can talk to me or to my Twitter. I don't remember what my... Do you, do you remember my Twitter handle? But like, if not, I can give it to you and you can put it on the description. You can talk to me, to, uh, to me on Twitter, uh, you can send me a DM, uh, ask me for advice, or if you feel down, because like when it, when it comes to advice and counseling, there's people that need motivation, there's people that need advice. Believe me, uh, I might not be able to give you advice because I'm not an expert. You might have to ask Yamil uh, about advice. Well, I can for sure give you motivation because I know how you probably, if you're in a down moment right now, I can for sure give you some, eh, uh, motivation, you know, of and um, try to bring you up.
0: It's um, that sounds amazing. Um, it's your your Twitter handle is Cabeto C A B E T O Zambrano.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I've changed it so many times because I. I keep forgetting my password but this is like the first twitter handle that i'm taking more serious you know
0: mm-hmm. that's good we met on twitter appreciate it um thank you very much for your time it has been an honor it's been a pleasure um thank you
1: okay hey, i mean thank you have a nice, uh, have a nice night